dropped off a pretty little girl same grade as me Tried to kiss her once in the aisle of the bus She walked right over me Face down in the gum on the floor I was hoping that you changed Rooster Production brings you Under the Water Tower Presented by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group And now, here are your hosts Matt Crane and Derek Big Lane. Good morning, UTW Podcast listeners. Welcome into a special show. We're going to be doing an interview with Mr. Henry Miner in the next few minutes. Uh, Henry Miner is a landscape architect with Kimley Horn, uh, and they have been in charge of the working on the project, putting together the renderings, getting everything situated and together to show the public and show the Board of Aldermen what the Parks Department and Park Projects could look like with the passing of the Penny for the Park uh, referendum coming up in the next three weeks on November 8th. So today's a special show. You notice Derek's not with me today. Uh, you know, as you guys, most, especially a lot of parents know, a lot of sickness and different things kind of flying all uh, around, flying through different households. So uh, I just thought it might be best if I, I do this one on my own and uh, let Derek have the day off and get back with him on Tuesday. I uh, didn't think we needed to be separated by six feet in a room together for an hour. So I decided to kind of do things a little bit different. But before we get to our special interview with Henry Miner, definitely want to recognize some of our advertisers, especially our presenting sponsor, longtime presenting sponsor, Mr. Brian Couch with Team Couch, a Birch Realty Group. Team Couch possesses over 66 years of combined real estate experience. They're the number one real estate team for the last 13 years in DeSoto County, and they recently were voted DeSoto's best for the fifth time. Even with the changing markets, it is still a good time to list your house in the DeSoto County area, and they're currently offering a free, no obligation market analysis. They simply need your address. They can tell you all about your home, houses on your street, houses in your neighborhood, your zip code, all the analytics that you want from a realtor. Brian and Terry possess those in 2022. As I mentioned, full-time, full-service realtors, and they're also ranked nationally as a top-performing real estate team. I'll continue to say it on the UTW podcast. In today's market, with the changing times, you do not want to go into it with somebody that does not have experience in real estate. If they've only sold one house, look, Brian and Terry have been closing thousands of homes in the last 13 years. Interview the best, look for the best, hire the best, and the best is definitely Team Couch or Birch Realty Group. Their phone number, 662-449-1700. Call Brian directly on his cell phone at 901-461-7653. That's 461-SOLD, S-O-L-D. You can also do a full home search at teamcouch.com. That's teamcouch.com. Their website's going to cover anywhere in the Mid-South. If you're looking for a home and you're looking for the right realtor, call Brian and Terry today, 662-449-1700. And podcast listeners, always remember, every home needs a couch. Was glad to welcome in Henry to the Mobile Cars and Vans Rental Studios. Mobile Cars and Vans located the corner of McCracken and Commerce right here in Hernando. Located right behind the uh, BP station where uh, the roof is actually starting to get put back on right here uh, across from the interstate on the frontage road. Very easy to find, very easy to get to. Mobile Cars and Vans. Cars, trucks, vans cargo vans. If you're traveling for Thanksgiving, if you're traveling for Christmas, we're starting to book up for the month of December especially. Please give us a call, 662-469-4555. That's 662-469-4555. Crazy enough, actually booked five trips for next summer last week. So we are starting to book up spring break, all those different things. If you're thinking about traveling, whether it be the next month, the next year, please contact us, 662-469-4555. Mobile cars and vans. Want to go ahead and recognize a couple of our advertisers before we get to our interview. Are you a hardworking and motivated individual looking for a full-time or part-time career in commercial insurance? Holland Insurance wants you on their team. 
Highland Insurance was founded in 1981 and has been staffed with local industry experts who are eager to make a difference in every life they touch. Whether it be auto, home, life, property, casualty, Highland Insurance works with some of the largest insurance companies in the world. Nationwide, Blue Cross Blue Shield, Humana, Cigna, Kemper, Builders Mutual, Hartford. Those are just some of the 60 insurance companies that trust Holland Insurance to be their representative in DeSoto County. Give them a call at 662-895-5528. That's 662-895-5528. Located in South Haven, but ready to serve anybody under the water tower. Give Bruce Robinson and Jerry Holland a call today. Again, 662-895-5528. Thank you, Holland Insurance. On this special Friday show, that means only a couple of more opportunities to enjoy the best farmer's market, I think, in DeSoto County, possibly in the entire Mid-South, the Hernando Farmer's Market. It's a place to shop. It's a place to gather. But more importantly, it's a rare chance to experience the rich simplicity of a Mississippi small town. It's truly a fresh local experience. Now with over 50 vendors serving you every Saturday morning, I want to take a special opportunity to recognize a few of the special vendors. Davis Meat Company has beef and pork and was a food sponsor for the 10K. He also donated 10 Boston butts to the event. The police actually smoked them, but he had donated 10 Boston butts, so thank you to him. And also, Pallet Creations have handmade wood products, Jones Orchard Pears, Apples, Canned Foods, and also Big Acre Farms, Artesian Breads, and Croissants. Those are just some of the vendors out there serving you every Saturday morning at the best farmer's market in the Mid-South, the Hernando Farmer's Market. Get out this weekend from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. That's 8 to 1 this Saturday, only two Saturdays left during the month of October, and then a special farmer's market for the Dickens of a Christmas on November 12th. Get out this weekend and support the Hernando Farmer's Market. As I mentioned, a bit different today here by myself. You know, that's what we decided to do. Derek has a lot of things going on. He has a lot of special things going on this week. Didn't want anybody to get sick going into that. So I'm here by myself. So I'm flying solo on the UTW podcast. I'm really excited to welcome in Henry Miner, the landscape architect behind the Penny for the Park or behind the renderings of the Penny for the Park project. And we're going to go to Henry's interview now. Very excited this Wednesday afternoon to sit down with Henry Miner, a landscape architect with Kimley Horn. Henry and I were visiting off air. Kimley Horn has uh, how many, over 100? Yeah, about 100 offices across the country. Um, we're one of the premier planning, engineering, design firms, and we've got a really big presence here in the southeast, uh, and that's where I've focused most of my career. And that's going to be engineering, architects, the whole they can do the whole thing, or what? Uh, it's engineering, landscape architecture, and planning. Okay. Uh, we don't do any architecture. Okay, so like, for instance, if you are if a, if a new hospital is being done you guys are going to take care of all the the landscaping and all that stuff outside and drainage and everything like that yep what we like to tell people is we design the site okay and so anything outside the building walls uh, we do all the design and permitting that's associated with that. And Henry is here today. Uh, obviously, we've talked about it numerous times on the UTW podcast. On Tuesday, November 8th, there will be a Pennies for the Park. Really, it's going to be Penny for the Park uh, decision that the um, taxpayers and voters of Hernando, Mississippi, have to go to the polls and vote yes or no for a penny per dollar to be added to prepared food inside the city of Hernando for that to fund new projects for the Parks Department. And that's why Henry is here today. So we're just going to jump right in. Henry, uh, where are you from? So originally, I'm from Jackson, Mississippi. Um, We've lived here in Hernando for a little over six years. It's home. We've got uh, three kids here uh, that we're raising and uh, love being a part of the community and really looking forward to Hopefully seeing uh, the 
coins for kids. Sure. Uh, that's what, yeah, coins for kids, yeah. Referendum that's coming up, seeing that pass and seeing this project come to fruition. Right. You've done this in other cities, which we're going to finish. When, when we finish our interview here uh, on the UTW podcast, I'm going to let him rattle off five to ten different municipalities that everybody's going to recognize that are benefiting and have really expanded their parks departments with a penny for the park program. But we'll get to that in just a minute. So uh, landscape architect went to uh, Mississippi State. That's right. Mississippi State and uh, Starkville, Mississippi, That's of course. It. Big fan. I always have been. Right. I see, I, I, I see on your Instagram you went to Omaha. Yeah. Go to ball games, uh, all that. Lifelong bulldog, grown up there. And fortunately for me, they have a great landscape architecture program. And so I was able to go and, and get a great education, which has allowed me to be able to excel in this profession. Yeah. For some of those younger listeners that maybe are thinking about something to do, here's an opportunity for you to mention Mississippi State. I mean, that's a very um, engineering and that type stuff is a really big part of Mississippi State. Yeah. Give us a, a few second plug for them on their program. Sure. Uh, well, Mississippi State's got a long history of, you know, churning out great architects, civil engineers, landscape architects, interior designers, um, really Anybody who's in the design profession who's interested in going into that, Mississippi State has tons of options. Really, some of the best professors around the country are there uh, to really give you a world-class education so that you can get out to the real world and really uh, you know, put what you've learned into practice. And you know, as an Ole Miss graduate, it killed me for that last minute to uh, give you that plug, but uh, you earned it definitely well, coming I, in. I can give a little <laughs> bit of credit to, to my rebel friends, uh, which I have many of. Ole Miss has got a great engineering program as well. We've hired a lot of civil engineers from Ole Miss, and we're happy to have uh, both schools producing great uh, students and practitioners uh, that can, you know, really make our communities better. Sure, keeping the kids or keeping the graduates in Mississippi, I know that's important Absolutely. to all of us, yeah. Well, look, let's jump right into your experience over the last, uh, how long has it been working with the city of Fernando? Maybe the last couple of years working on this? Yeah, we, we really got kicked off on this project about a year ago. The process has, has really been extensive but very rewarding, and what I mean by that is um, we have worked closely um, with the mayor and the board, um, and we've had uh, presentations at the, the public meetings, at the right. Board of Aldermen meetings, and, and gotten feedback from, from the community. And really what we've done is we've gone through about four or five different iterations of a master plan design for the Renaissance Park project. For those that maybe aren't familiar, Renaissance Park is an existing 75-acre project parcel of land that was donated many you know years ago by Renaissance Bank to the city. Uh, it currently has the dog park, uh, skate park, also some trails and things of that nature. And so the, the city already owns this property. And right. what we've done is taken that 75 acres, which today is really mostly open fields and trails, the majority of the property. Uh, it's really a beautiful piece of property. And what we've said is, how can we take what the land is giving us, the forms, the slopes, the topography, the terrain, how can we use that and transform it into a park uh, that's going to be really a world-class park that everyone wow. uh, in, in Hernando can can utilize? So a world-class park right here in Hernando. That's right. That's great. That's that's something that's uh, music to my ears. We talked off air. I know a lot of our listeners maybe have kids that are 8, 9, 10, 12 years old. Uh, you and I spoke off, off air, Henry. We were honest about maybe our oldest children can't maybe won't benefit from the tennis courts and the baseball park and all that kind of stuff. But this really is a project that can be around and serviceable for the next twenty five to forty years. Yeah, I mean we're we're designing um, the, the parks um, that we're designing really across the the southeast across the state. 
Uh, we're designing them for, you know, a 50-year life right, cycle. exactly. You know, something that has that staying power and is that quality. The park, the phase one improvements for uh, Renaissance Park will really be include a lot of different uh, amenities and features that really will appeal to a really wide variety. It's not just baseball. The goal is through the Coins for Kids campaign and, and hopefully passing this referendum on, on November 8th, the goal would be able to really get started with phase one early next year. Right. So 2023, if the Coins for Kids uh, special assessment that's 1% sales tax. If that is passed, um, it'll be up to the board of the alderman the rate at which you know it all moves forward. But sure. my understanding from talking with them is they want to get going as soon as possible. Absolutely. And so what that would mean is that the design of the, the fine, fine-tuning of the design, um, architecture and engineering and landscape architecture for phase one of that park would take place early 2023 to where construction would hopefully right. start you know summer fall of next year so that phase one really should be complete and open and ready to be able to be used really in about two years right so possibly doing something in 24 playing baseball or, or pickleball or something maybe in 24 yeah, yeah you know I, I would think 2024 would certainly right. be a possibility that you've actually got some of the local recreational leagues right. utilizing some of those facilities and so what phase one for renaissance park includes uh would be four softball fields mm-hmm. four baseball fields concession building with restrooms uh, we're also looking at adding in phase one six new tennis courts, eight pickleball courts. Some people have asked me what's pickleball. Uh, <laughs> look it, it is, up, people. Look it, it up. Well, it's one of it's one of the fastest, it is the growing, fastest growing you know sport that is really appealing to all ages, but in, in particular, you know those that are a little older and maybe can't you sure. know move around the tennis court like they're used to. This is a great sport um, for for those that are that are still wanting to be active. Um, but in addition to the six tennis courts and the eight pickleball courts I mentioned, we're also uh, including three basketball courts. Um, there would also be a nine-hole disc golf course that would be kind of worked into the wooded areas that exist right. uh, on the site today. Do you play disc golf? Well, I have played it. Okay. I'm not uh, by Can no we m- play if, if this comes to fruition? Oh, absolutely. I love it. Yeah, and it's a super growing, fast-growing sport as well. A lot of enthusiastic um, you know, folks in DeSoto County who are who are leading tournaments and events that that you know for disc golf, um, and so that's the bulk of the improvements for Renaissance Park. Right. But in, in addition to that, what has also been included is kind of a phase one scope of improvements for the city park system. Would also be completely refurbishing Milton Kirkendall Field, uh, so newly sodded field with improved irrigation and drainage. And in addition to that, uh, those of us that are uh, soccer coaches and, and soccer dads and moms who are out at the soccer complex on the fields that are uh, just north of the, the main road right when you come in that don't have lights. Um, right. Those four soccer fields would have lights would be added, which yep. would be a huge boost uh, to those of us who are you know holding practices sure. uh, later in the evenings and, and playing playing soccer games at night. And we could host things. I mean, the city could host some events and tournaments. Mm-hmm. You could play Friday night games for people that come in. Yeah. And don't forget, this sparks our hotels uh, those type things. I mean, it increases that. Yeah, I think the the one of the main things um, that when we're designing parks like this for communities, Hernando is a, a great example of this, where we're designing all of these amenities and we're creating these complexes, the softball fields and baseball, and, and adding to the soccer uh, complex. We're making sure that we're taking care of our local recreational leagues first, meaning we're designing these facilities that to make sure that the needs of our local recreational sports leagues, soccer, softball, 
uh, baseball, basketball, all those, making sure that those needs right. are being met. Correct. But also designing the facilities in a way that if and when the city yep. decides to be able to, right. that they want to host a tournament, capabilities, the scale of the facilities yes. and the quality allow you to host those sure. tournaments and be able to get that incredible additional uh, economic impact by allow, by bringing more and more people into this community who are staying in hotels, eating our restaurants, buying gas, and doing all those things that really help all the businesses here in Hernando uh, really thrive. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. All right, so we've covered it from the engineering side, from the architect side, from your firm side. Yeah. Okay. Now, what are your thoughts about this as a resident and dad of Hernando? Gosh, I couldn't be more excited. I am by no means, you know, a, a lifer from Hernando, right, sure. um, but the community has has welcomed us with with open arms, and we've really gotten ingrained with all the local sports yes. leagues. My kids play softball, baseball, and soccer. That's right. And what I've heard time and time again from being out on the fields, as either as a spectator or as a coach, gosh, I really wish our fields looked like the ones in Oxford. Or yeah. man, I really wish we had fields similar to the ones they have in. Olive Branch or Senatobia or Brandon or Starville, you name it. Yes. And what I have said time and time again is Hernando could have them. What we need is the funding mechanism to do it. And right. the fields and the and the place, the spaces that Hernando already has, the land that they already own is ripe for this to be created right. there. We just need the, the, the funding to really create it. And so I think that adding, not that I think, I know from working in communities throughout Tennessee, Mississippi, Alabama, the communities that have these these top-notch parks and facilities, you know, it just adds to the quality of life that you that you are able to experience. And having these parks will really just make it to where people just we already love Hernando as it is, right. but this is just going to take our community and the facilities and the amenities that we're able to offer really to the next level. And to be honest, it is what our kids deserve right. they deserve to play on fields just as nice as the ones in oxford or, or south haven and we we have the ability we have the the mechanism which is the coins for kids the sales tax uh referendum that's coming up that is the way that all of these communities that we see when we go to these different tournaments or we experience it when we're traveling that is how they have funded it right it's not through grants right. it's not through Raising, you know, property taxes right, and, sure. pro and fun, you know, going to the private businesses and, and getting them to fund it. Now, those things, sure. getting the private, you know, investment certainly helps. And that's certainly an option that should be considered. But if you look at Snowden Grove in South Haven, obviously, if you look at the fields in Olive Branch, in Startville, in Oxford, in Brandon, Mississippi, Grenada is building one. All of these communities have passed these special assessment sales tax on prepared food and, and, and or hotels. Right. And so for us uh, here in Hernando, what we're voting on is, again, a 1% sales tax. So for every dollar that is spent on prepared food, you add a penny right. to it. Well, the beauty of that is it's, a, it's really a use tax. You only have to pay it right. if you decide to eat at the restaurants Correct. here. For those that, you know, just have, you know, frequent the restaurants in South Haven, Every time we go and eat there and, and pay for a meal there, we're helping South Haven pay for their parks. Absolutely. So why not have this here in Hernando? And the beauty of it is, is the funds stay here locally only in Hernando. They can only be spent on capital improvements for park projects 
in Hernando. Right. They're not going to pay salaries. They're not nope. going to pay for new employees. Nope. That's something that's really big, too. If you're hearing that from out, out here in Hernando, if people are kind of saying those different things, educate yourself. That's exactly what those are going for. Improvement of the park infrastructure. That's it. That's and, it. That's the only thing that this can be used for. And the beauty of it is, is every time that, you know there's an expenditure that they're wanting to do, a capital right. improvement, it has to be approved by the Board of Aldermen. Yes, of course. And so it's it's for everyone to understand yeah. and keep track of. To me, it, it, it seems like something that I know that everyone has, has lamented the quality uh, or, or lack thereof of some of our sport facilities. And that's right. not for a lack of trying by our, our staff and our, and our elected officials. They do the best they can. Sure. And they maintain them at a very high level. But in order to get those facilities to, to the standard that we expect and that our children deserve we have to have the funding mechanism and, and this is really the the best way uh, to do that yeah so look we wanted to bring you in the person who's had his hands on the project his person that's been typing in his computer designing things into the middle of the night really for his kids and for the uh, thousands of kids in Hernando to uh, for years to come, and so that's why we brought you here. As we begin to wrap up, again, uh, he was in Atlanta two hours ago. He's got to go to Mobile first thing in the morning. Kimley Horn is absolutely, I mean, huge firm. The fact that Hernando has gone this far with a firm that like this that is designing things all across the country, really all across the world, when it comes to uh, these type parks, these type projects, is a really, really big step. And thank you to all the Board of Aldermen and everybody for at least getting here. But it doesn't matter if we don't go out there and vote. So as we wrap up, spout off 10 cities, give or take, 10 cities that you can think of in the last five years you've worked with that have benefited from a penny or coins for kids or that type of assessment that we're passing, hoping to pass on November 8th. We work with, you know, again, communities really where we focus is is really throughout the southeast. And uh, the places, you know, most recently where we've done, you know, similar master plan efforts, city of Startville. Um, we're, we're going through a, a major master plan update through them, sales tax yeah. referendum, uh, city of Grenada. Um, we did the master plan for the sports, the, the baseball softball facility there, um, you know, wrapping up construction of sales tax there. Yep. We are also working with communities really throughout Tennessee, uh, city of Germantown. Um, we've worked in, um, Mount Juliet, we've worked in Murfreesboro, we've worked, you know, really throughout that area, we've done parks um, throughout the Atlanta area, and, you know, so what we've seen is really the the benefit of, you know, multi, multifaceted benefit of, re, of a return on investment, Correct. right? When you, when communities invest in parks, the return on investment is tenfold sure. in, in the way of again attracting people to your to your community, attracting businesses to invest. You know when people when you have events, people are coming and spending money there. So all those things start to compound on each other, and you know it's just one of those things when someone's looking to you know move to our great community, or you know we want to make sure that it you know all of our property values are being maintained. Great quality parks and facilities like that are, are one of the biggest contributors to that. Some of the cities, as you just mentioned, Starville, Oxford, Grenada, Murfreesboro, Mount Juliet, Tennessee. If you've been going and enjoying Franklin, Tennessee, you know, for instance, if you've been going and enjoying those facilities over the last decade with your son or daughter when it comes to softball, baseball, soccer, all those type things, there's no doubt when you go there, you're helping pay for their parks. That's right. And a little, little closer to home, if you go up to South Haven, if you go to Olive Branch, they just passed theirs, uh, right. you're going to be eating and, and, and helping them. So 
That's what we're doing here on November 8th, the Coins for Kids referendum. Please pay more attention to the UTW podcast. We've been pretty aggressive the last two weeks and going to keep it that way for the next three. Henry, like I said, Atlanta earlier, going to be in Mobile tomorrow. Thank you for coming in, giving us a little bit of time on the UTW podcast. We appreciate um, you coming in. And like I said, we wanted to talk to the person who was really involved. If you want to see more about Phase 1, walk right into City Hall right there where, as if you're going to the alderman meeting master plan rendering is, right. is printed there on a board right um and we've also got some really great images that show drone imagery of the of the site where we've shown designed a, a model a 3d model of the park improvements and those are up uh as well i believe those are at the gale center um so there's a lot of places to look at that uh, as well uh, this information is on the city's website, sure. and so you can look at it there as well. I know the Board of Aldermen voted 7 to nothing to move forward with it, so they're definitely pushing it, and um, I'm really excited about it. I, I say it all the time on our show. Uh, my daughter is 18 years old. Seven years from now, statistically, she's going to be starting a family, and I'd love for Hernando, Mississippi to possibly be a place she'd love to raise her family. So this definitely goes towards that. Henry, thanks a lot. We'll see you down the road. Thanks, Matt. Thank you, Henry, for coming in, sitting with us at the Mobile Cars and Van Rental Studios. Uh, again, special show on a Friday show. Thank you for giving your time. Thank you for giving your time for the last couple of years helping to design and helping to work with the city of Hernando for possible future projects when it comes to our parks department. We really, really appreciate that. And I know someone else that would appreciate that is going to be the Soto Family Dental Care. DFDC has been a presence under the water tower with over 60 years of combined dental experience. Dr. Seymour, Paroli, and Trotter are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile. DFDC makes use of modern technology such as digital scanning, intraoral cameras, digital x-rays, and autoclave sterilization. An in-house lab allows your dentist to be fully involved in the lab process from beginning to end. You can be confident that the goal of each staff member is to create a comfortable environment to provide you with relaxing, personalized dental care. Visit their office today to see the DFDC difference or give them a call at 662-429-5239. That's 662-429-5239. We've said it here numerous times. Wonderful service comes out of DeSoto Family Dental Care. They are the official dentist of the UTW podcast. Please consider making them yours. Again, their number 662-429-5239. If the cold weather the last week has brought on tons of leaves in your yard and leaves are starting to fall in your yard and your gutters and you're looking for help with that, please consider contacting our longtime sponsor, Williams Services. Williams Services is a veteran-owned and operated business with years of experience in lawn care, landscaping, mulching, and so much more. Owner Richard Williams and his team can assist you with a multitude of outdoor home needs, whether it's leaf removal, tree trimming, fall cleanups, gate repair, fence repair, grading of your property. No project too small, no project too large. Let Richard come out, take a look at the project. If he can't help you, he'll help you find someone he can. Call him today at 662-292-8855. That's 662-292-8855. Richard has asked me to begin to say this when it comes to his ad. He now has on staff two arborists that specialize in tree removal. If you need help with limbs and tree removal, full trees, anything like that, please call Richard and his team at 662-292-8855. Thank you, Richard, for continuing to support the UTW podcast. Again, Williams Services. 
I know it's for sure a shorter show on our Friday show and a bit different without having Derek here, but we're going to be back on Tuesday to review the football games going on uh, here with North Point, Lewisburg, and Hernando. So we're going to be back on Tuesday to review those games. Looking forward to that. Also going to review the Alderman meeting that happened this past Tuesday. Fairly short meeting, not a lot of big things. I can say this. Welcome to our new chief of police, our new chief of police. We'll update you on that on on the Tuesday show. We talked about it on the past Tuesday show. Well, just go listen to that show and you can figure out who the new chief of police is. And we'll talk more about that this coming week. Look, if you enjoy our show and enjoy the different things we do, find us on Facebook at UTW Podcast, on Instagram at UTW Podcast, and on Twitter at UTW Pod. Wherever you listen to our show, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review. Give us a thumbs up. Simply helps us move up when it comes to local podcasts. If you enjoy our show, you'll enjoy OB Pod. Simply stands for Olive Branch, covering the eastern side of DeSoto County. They release a show early Monday mornings. They also do a deep dive into Lewisburg, Center Hill, and Olive Branch Athletics. OB Pod, look them up today. Before I sign off on the special show of the UTW podcast, I do want to remind everyone, typically on our Friday show, we do our DeSoto County shout-outs. And uh, what would have been part of the shout-outs, do not forget, this coming Friday, so a week from today, listening to the show, is the Hernando Rudry Club annual brew fest taking place on the beautiful courtyard there uh, right off the square. Everybody knows where the courtyard is. Uh, they're going to have multiple Memphis breweries that are going to come in. It's, it's sort of a, a beer tasting, an opportunity to try different local brews, try different local things uh, from some of the breweries in Memphis, uh, Ghost River being one of them, probably the most popular one uh, being being one of them. So that's going to be happening next Friday. Tickets are on sale. You call this number for tickets, 901-517-5132. That's 901-517-5132. 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. They will have not tons of food, but there will be some food vendors there from 6 to 9. All that is included in your ticket price. 6 to 9 next Friday for the Hernando Rotary Club. Derek has been a part of the Rotary Club for years now. It's a special project to him. So next Friday on the courtyard, right off the square, 6 to 9, the Rotary Club Annual Brewfest. Tickets, 901-517-5132. We'll finish our Friday show the same way we always do. Thank you again to Henry Miner for coming in and sitting with us for the UTW Podcast. Look forward to our Tuesday show, reviewing the autumn meeting, reviewing the football games. Look forward to getting back to normal right here under the water tower. But before we go, on our Friday show, we always encourage people to visit a local church this Sunday. All the churches in Hernando are going to have Facebook pages. They're going to have websites that tell you their meeting times, tell you their worship service times. Please consider this Sunday getting back to a local church. Well, Derek's not here. I'm Matt. Join us next time under the water tower. You know they're on a mission, rhymes cut like x-ray vision, man Just listen to the competition stumbling As the bass starts rumbling, MCs rap start crumbling To pieces, the feel the beat, her 